Last time on Encounter Party. Trouble at the temple, as our players discovered the necromancers at Spogthos were orchestrating the Golgari exile. When questioned about their own self-mutilation, the death mages answered with force, killing the son of Gerard. Can our players salvage anything of use from the evidence left behind? Find out this week on Encounter Party! The battle is won, but damned if they didn't try hard to kill you. Uh, And it looks like they, in fact, succeeded. It's hard to call this one a victory, as you turn to realize that a member of your party, Mixel Savadzunik, has died. No, I told him he was going to be okay. He was so scared. Lorzach um, kneels down on the ground next to him and starts performing some sort of rite. And he's speaking something in Devkarin. And um, he doesn't seem especially at a loss. Saloran understands that death is not the end. The Orzov have their ways, and he's curious how the Golgari have theirs. 100% point of inspiration for Andrew. And it doesn't look like much. A few ceremonial gestures, outstretched arms, sort of carving this plane over and around this dead body. Words softly spoken, and he casts gentle repose over the course of the next ten minutes to extend the time that he can be raised from the dead by ten days. They have a month to figure this out. Wow. That is going to be super helpful. We'll address that. That is going to be unbelievably useful for what you guys have to solve. Really phenomenal choice. What a phenomenal choice. You guys may have just saved the campaign. No shit. You may have just saved it. Well done. Really, really well done. Clap for me on the end of the table. Really, really, really really, really (laughs) good job. Seriously. I think this is just an absolute breaking point for Fakara because she's corrupted. We almost lost everyone in this fight. We lost Mixtel. And she just finally just goes, this is just too much. And just wails on the large, just wails on the large pillar in front of her. If they could just, if we could find who this is and just make them pay for all the suffering that they're making happen, this isn't there anymore! Salorn puts a hand on her back and says, we will make them pay. After all, it's part of the contract. And he's going to heal her for 10 HP to help calm her. You guys managed to see your two big heavy spellcaster heroes dousing this flaming pile of information with cold and water, finally managing to put a bunch of fires out And I don't think it could have been made more clear that whoever was down here not only was trying to accumulate whatever this stuff is that they were accumulating, but seemed to uh, want to make sure that nobody else could get access to it if anything happened. 
I think they were caught off guard. I don't think they were prepared for a bunch of people to figure out possibly what was going on. But uh, you guys got a pile of wet and burnt stuff. Um, I suspect that now would be a great time to start sifting through it to see if there's anything in here related to things you might have been looking to be missing or things you would like to find. Confident that um, his ministrations over Mixil have been effective. Lord Zatch surveys whatever reagents and ritual components it was that they were trying to assemble in front of Sphogthos, the restless tomb of the Perun, although he thinks he may already have an inkling. Uh, 18 for investigation. Okay. What else are people trying to hunt for? Although I imagine Sarah is uh, is a little bit uh, preoccupied, yes? Yeah, I figure Fakara is just kind of walking it off, if you will. Sure. Just, Fakara says she's going on patrol, but she just really needs to walk it off so she doesn't, like, she needs to calm down. Yeah, sure, there's nothing left to hit right now. Perix uh, is going to start looking at the various things, much like Lorzach, specifically trying to uh, use Arcana to glean any kind of the magical properties that he would understand for the spells that these could be used on. Okay. 26. Great. Is there a map? I would like to search for a map if there is. 19. <laughs> Very good rolls. And finally, Xenia. Uh, she is very focused, again, on looking for any correspondence with Malthus Reed, any correspondence potentially with Daereth, um, anything with the, is it stamp upon it, anything regarding the orb, and anything regarding the corruption for a 16. Really good rolls. All right, let's, uh, let's, let's reveal stuff in order of how surprising it might be. For dramatic purposes. So, <laughs> get out. <laughs> so, Ned Donovan. Yeah. Um, as Perix begins hunting through some stuff, you seem to be finding, as somebody who's been a member of security detail, you know defense planning when you see it, right? Mm-hmm. You know about entrances, exits, that sort of thing. You immediately spot a whole bunch of stuff that looks like planning, protocol, layouts, designs, everything that looks like a security shore up for Penvar, where you guys were. And it all details the abduction of that crawl priest, of the abduction of the trolls, of the current stasis of things. And it looks like whoever these necromancers were, they had set up that particular fortified situation and had it scheduled to stay in effect for the next several months, that they had schedules to continue checking, updating, uh, sort of resupply the magical enchantment that was being held on the area. It is definitely within their origin. Copy. Andrew, it does not take hardly any hunting at all for you to spot exactly what you did not want to find, and that is that these necromancers had gotten their hands on all of Gerard's personally written tones about the process needed to make a lich. However, they are severely burned, 
So the idea of stealing that information for yourself or for someone else is probably unlikely at the moment. But it is very clear that three necromancers who did not know how to make a lich were studying on how one becomes a lich. David, you find an assortment of pieces of maps. As you yourself may not necessarily be a map guy, who knows what these are to, you have acquired fragments that have been partially burned. Uh, None of these pieces happen to directly connect to each other, although they do look to be pieces from all within the same region. But it is very clear that they were mapping something out. Landry Fleming, would you believe it? There are three Rakdos assassination contracts sitting in a bin. What? Yeah, I was surprised too. Holy shit. They are labeled as such. One with the sky, one with the earth, and one with the sea. Okay. They are currently unstamped, meaning they have not been reported complete. Are there any names on these specific assassinations? Nope, that, that, is, that is the title of who is to be assassinated. Oh, okay. I immediately bring the Rakdos assassination sheets to the group for discussion and fill them in. So what, obviously, what you guys have garnered is that a lot of what's going on down here, in some regard, involved whoever these necromancers were. Obviously, the fear is, why are we hanging around Svapkos? It's completely sealed to everyone. These necromancers are not going to be walking into Svogthos. It's wrong to think of Svogthos as just a building. Svogthos isn't an inanimate object. It is, in a weird and indirect sense, alive. It's not about getting inside of Svogthos. It's about interacting with it. Whatever ritual it was that they were planning was likely meant to empower the thing inside it. And if Deorath, or his conspirators, think that they can turn the guild founder into a weapon or asset that they can use against Ravnica, or worse, on Meritlage's behalf, we got some pretty big problems. We need to figure out what to do with Mixil, and we need to figure out what our next step is. I may be incorrect, but these seem to be the first corpses we've seen since we've been here. And he gestures to the necromancers and Mixil's corpse. And the zombies that are littered on the ground. Uh, One of the uh, necromancers, unfortunately, has been incinerated. Lorzach will suggest that if anyone is likely to keep Mixil's body safe, it's Thrinvash. I believe we need to pay one last visit to the guild leader's major domo before we depart. You do so. We're going to drop Mixil's corpse off? Yeah. There? Any special instructions? Lorzach will impart to Thrinvash and his people that the spell on him now prevents him from being raised as a drudge or anything of the sort, but a resurrection spell will still take effect, and they have three weeks to get it done. Groovy. Where to now? Big you old have- rest? You, yep, you could take a big old rest. Is that what we want? A big old rest would be so good right now. Long rest. You may now level up to level nine. Oh. So, specific instructions to Thrinvash is to maintain the security of this body. 
with the intent that you will be coming back to examine the disappearing corpse problem within the Undercity as soon as you get a clearer picture of what this necromantic intent was. You guys have a couple of things to deal with here. You have some ancient texts that may help understand at least the name or the person that may or may not be Deoreth a little bit more clearly. And you have, <laughs> surprisingly, these uh, necromancers down in the bottom of the Undercity seem to have some very specific Rakdos assassination contracts. So as Lorzech needs four hours of meditation over the course of a long rest, uh, he would like to peruse one or both of those texts in the uh, remaining four hours while his people are resting. While some of the language is understandable, it is quite clear that this is... Uh, both of these texts were not written for laymen. They are an advanced research tome that either needs to be taught or translated by somebody with, you know, a doctorate level of, of, of understanding of history. If that person is not accessible within the Undercity at the moment, you're going to need to find some people who specialize in something that could be categorized as ancient. It is very well known who some of these people might be or where you might be able to find them. You are looking specifically for experts on the ancient. And Lorzach having hung out a lot in his youth in the 6th Precinct, happens to know that you can get in touch with some Rakdos people up on the surface if we cross back towards the Deadbridge Chasm and up. Uh, let's get a, let's get a history check. 20. <laughs> Walking around a bunch of Rakdos, asking a bunch of questions, specifically about contracts that aren't yours, is a very dangerous idea. Can I roll a history check to see who I think might be good for ancient texts within Ravnica? Or would I even just immediately know that? Do I need to roll a history check? Yeah, I mean, yeah, why not? Okay. I got a 13. You might need to ask somebody who knows more than you an unfortunately very basic question. (laughs) I mean, Senia doesn't get easily embarrassed because feelings don't come very naturally to her anyways. Well, (laughs) we've got some options. I'm not a fan, but you could split up. Oh. I'm never a fan of splitting up. That's Horror Story 101. Yeah. The DM is I'll be back. The idea. I'll be right back. I just need to look in the basement alone <laughs> well, with my top off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the problem is, but I'm going to take a shower. <laughs> um, okay, well, we got two things we got to deal with. We got to deal with the contracts and we have to deal with the books. What is the priority in your minds? I mean, it seems like the contracts, people's lives depend on on those. Mm -hmm. Okay. The contracts for sure. If I'm thinking about like, if we think about guilds we know are, are afflicted that we also know can be helpful, it would seem to me it might be time to let the Boros know what the fuck is going on. Like, we might need detectives, Wojek. We might need the angels. We might need mm. their help here. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, So it sounds like we are going to split the party because Lorzach wants fucking nothing to do with <laughs> either of those guilds wow. ever again in his life. Wow. Okay. So 
Ooh, so it looks like some people need to go talk to the cops and some people no- need to go talk to somebody else who we haven't quite figured out yet. But we're the military, not the cops. Well, the uh, in theory, this would be Wojak. The Azorius don't do investigations. They only capture. So oh, if it yeah. comes to hunting down a contract or following up on this, that's that's straight up Wojak. Right. And you're in... So if you guys are exiting and you're coming up through the dead bridge, the closest spot for you to go actually is Sunhome. Okay. So, okay. So that's you That's you then? Sure. Okay. So yeah. wherever anybody goes, it looks like Andrew and Sarah will not be together. So pick who you want to go with. I'll miss you, Lord Judge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh, the look from Andrew was all that was needed. Man, Perix is fascinated by these books because facts and information are of interest to him. Yes. But I think in light of the current situation, he would hand the books to Lorzach and go with Fakara. Security-wise, I I am behind that flavor choice. Yeah. I think I think no matter how excited he is about knowledge, this is bigger than knowledge and he needs to go with Fakara. So Lauren is a member of what is essentially this universe's mafia. He is not going anywhere near the Boros, so he will join Morzach. Xenia being an Izzet feels very territorial about discoveries, so she wants to stick with the Rakdos contracts because she found them first. Perix and Fikara, buddy cop movie. Perix heaves a great sigh. Wait, who the hell am I in this damn buddy cop movie? (laughs) That was quite cold-blooded, Fikara. Fikara or Droon, leading both Xenia and Perix in tow, make their way to Sunhome. After being in the dank, dark undercity, dealing with all of the emotional stress that you have been battling in the recent weeks, the rank and file of Sunhome mixed with the Boros Legion, the fires of the furnace, there is a rhythm that returns to your heartbeat as you find a center balance marching your way into the Boros Guild Hall. What y'all want to do? Uh, who would we talk to about something like this? You got like, some friends in some pretty high up places. Come in and swing your Master Sergeant around a little bit. Oh, yeah, I mean... Wait, what do you mean you do? Yeah. In fact, there is literally only one person in all of Sunhome you know personally. Oh, shit, yeah, Tajik. <laughs> yeah. All right, der. Yeah, we'll just come up to whatever the Welcome to Sunhome desk is. <laughs> it's like a round desk in the middle of an atrium. Yeah, so there is a civilian information center right up at the front entrance to the garrison, um, behind which a sort of uh, small window you can see a very bubbly, young, female Boros recruit. Hi, welcome to Sunhome. Master Sergeant, and she salutes. I'll salute back. I was wondering if you could help us. We're looking to get an audience with Tajik. Because of assassinations. Can do, except she's like super confused because you're a sergeant. Just walk in. Oh, I didn't know if I needed guest passes for these two or not. (laughs) You work for them. (laughs) Perix is, Perix, Perix says to Picara. Just walk in. Eric says to Fakara, uh, the best part about command 
You don't have to ask for permission anymore. <laughs> have a great day. <laughs> she salutes you. <laughs> Parrox is actually really excited for Fakara. Parrox is like, the best part about this for me is I'm just gonna follow and no one can yell at her. As they walk away from the desk, Xenia steals a quill. Oh, and Parrox takes a uh, mint. Sleight of hand. <laughs> Parrox takes a mint from the bowl. There are no mints in bowls for you to do. Damn it. Why would not? It's a civilian welcome desk. Because yeah. I said there isn't one. Well, what do you do? Oh. A nine. It's attached to the desk. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a bag quill. Zedia stumbles back and says, who put that there? And keeps walking. Zenia <laughs> just grabs it and gets about five feet and then goes, ting. <laughs> Continues on inside. Um, it's sun home, right? The, the sunlit fist, the furnace that never burns out. It, it's like a molten factory in here sometimes. There is just, just for... Perix, this is probably uncomfortable. This is really not your zone. There is order, repetition, something you might consider purely as breeding in weakness, a lack of individual thought. To Xenia, you can feel the immense, overwhelming power housed in this fortress. That if you could just get your hands on it, the explosion would be apocalyptic. You make it a pretty good way before anybody's gonna give you the hand of halt. There's there's obviously the carrying the, uh, everybody, let's get some performance checks. Let's do that. Let's see how far we can make it in before somebody suspects you don't belong here. Nat, <laughs> Nat 20. Can, can Perix just shut the hell up and not perform? Because 16, actually, it's not bad. Not bad. Who knew I had charisma? 23. Yeah. You make it a, a, a pretty good way. I I would say the first time you need to convince anybody of anything, I'll let Xenia make it with advantage. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you make it a pretty good way before um, it is clear that uh, beyond said point, people who are not Boros need to explain themselves, even if you are a master sergeant and you get a couple of guards who just give you the, all right. State your business, Master Sergeant. They're at attention. They're very, you know, whatever, but they're guards. These two are with me. We have urgent business with Tajik. Um, wait here. Um, he goes into to announce, because that's a very specific order. Sounds like not any amount of bullshit. Because you guys are walking through carrying yourselves like you know you're going to be here, and um, you're, you're going to have to kind of sit out there for, for a hot minute by yourselves. What's the hallway look like that we're in? Are there any, like, plants? No. Like a fern? No, absolutely not. Mm, I was viewing it like an office space. Everything is, like, strict carved stone and marble. <sighs> there are torches everywhere. Hmm. Far many more than are needed. Perix starts to entertain himself by uh, just flicking, like, a, a shard of frost between his hands. Like, just, like, enjoying, like any kind of tactile sensation in this remarkably tactile space. Dry. Yeah. <laughs> and Xenia, to entertain herself, tries to knock the ray of frost down, <laughs> down onto the ground every time it goes in the air. Much like if someone was carrying a lunch tray that you slammed down. <laughs> and so Parrick keeps like faking, like pretending like he's going to throw it and then like, oh, oh. Uh, huh? Oh, you stop it! <laughs> 
<laughs> You're with children now. <laughs> I think Perix, you can, for both of you, especially being Vidalkin, you can just sort of feel the area underneath your skin just sort of like drying up with this just, ugh, it's, it's hot. It's like hot in here. It's like being in an oven. Senia flattens herself against the marble to see if she can cool out at all. It works slightly, actually. Okay. Um, and then after a brief period of time, the, the guard comes back out, throws another salute. Master Sergeant, this way, please. Thank you very much. And you guys get led through um, some area that doesn't really make sense to you. It's kind of difficult to understand what some of these rooms, form, and function could possibly mean. But for Figara, this this might actually be your first time this deep into Sunhome before, right? Um, you know, academy recruits and ceremonies and stuff uh, happen out here, but you're passing through offices, file areas... You know, the, the major barracks is, is going to be on your left. Um, but is you're... there a Captain Farland around anywhere? <clears throat> not in Sunhome. He's in the he's in a different district. Okay, he doesn't happen to be visiting, and I don't... He does, not, okay. he does not happen to be visiting. No, no, okay. no paychecks. Oh, no, I wasn't even thinking of paychecks. Just be like, mm, who's Master Sergeant? No, at the moment, unfortunately, no. Okay. But everybody else knows you're Master Sergeant, but apparently it only matters if you're still boss knows. If you go back and talk to him and show him your rank, you're just going to have more work to do as well. Mm-hmm. More paperwork. Yeah, yeah you're just going to have more paperwork. responsibility. <laughs> right. Right now, you are collecting back pay on a master sergeant's salary, but only performing the work of a sort of excommunicated private. So right. let's not be in a rush. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> when you put it that way. Yeah, so you guys, uh, you guys get led into sort of like the grand war room and there's some stuff going on and you can see a bunch of maps and scrolls and all sorts of stuff happening and as you walk in there's several grizzled old Boro soldiers there's a gigantic war leader minotaur who's just like the size of Kovix I mean, he's ginormous and he's like leaning over the table pointing at some areas on the map and all the humans around him are having difficulty seeing just what he's pointing at because he's so freaking big um, and as soon as you guys get let in, everyone just sort of stops and looks up. And uh, it's easy to pick out Tajik because he's got that shiny ass armor that he like never takes off. And and he uh, motions to everybody that's a, it's a, he'll 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 be right back. And he kind of takes control of you guys and ushers you off into into a into sort of a, a private office room. I'd like to definitely make sure that I salute. Oh to yeah, absolutely. Barracks gives like a froggy wave. Hey, Zenia tips an imaginary top hat. <laughs> These these <laughs> these four other top brass Boro soldiers just awkwardly stare at you <laughs> as you walk across the room silently <laughs> and pop into the adjoining office and then look at each other and then resume their plan. <laughs> <laughs> and you you go into the office and Tajik pops around behind a desk takes his hat, helmet off, and sets it down on the desk and sits down in a chair, offers the three of you somewhere to sit and just sort of, and just sort of uh, collapses in a... Long meeting, sir? What the day? Perix does his awkward thing that he did every time at Tesa's where he just, like, stands in a corner, tries not to be noticed. (laughs) (laughs) Xenia, again, because 
She has yet to make any kind of fantastic discovery in her college of electricity and storms. So she, before the either of those two say anything, says, Tajik, I discovered three contracts which are very important that have to deal with Rakdos assassinations, and it was me, it was only me who discovered them. True. Okay. (laughs) I think the angels might be in danger. Oh. That is a very serious accusation. Hey, hold on. Stop. Back up. One, hello. Two, (laughs) hello. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi. It's very nice to see you again, but also... But good to be in your presence. (laughs) He swallows that one. It's very nice to see you again. Um, You've obviously... Requested my appearance is, uh, are you all right over there, fish man? Are you spilling water? No, I dropped Out of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Back up. Rectos contracts. Everyone take a breath and start over. Uh, Perix looks to Fakara to explain the last couple of days. Yes. We've been in the Undercity for a few days now. Okay. Following leads in regard to Merit Lage. Ah, yes, the uh, unimaginable horror thing. Yeah, interdimensional horror that plans on destroying all of Ravnica. Yes. In our traverses down in the Undercity, we've discovered a Rakdos contract, three of them to be exact. Xenia discovered three Rakdos contracts. (laughs) One with the sky, one with the sea, and one with the earth. Hmm. Since I have left you, my days have been very busy. I have been doing my best to rearrange all of the border soldiers to protect against whatever is possibly going to be invading us from who knows where. Our minds, apparently. I am very tired. When you say the word Rakdos contracts, my heart skips a beat. Uh... We have been dealing with a a large problem of what we suspect to be Rakdos assassinations for a couple months now. Uh, Where exactly did you find these contracts? We found them on three necromancers in the Undercity. Xenia found them on three necromancers in the Undercity. Xenia did find them on three necromancers in the Undercity. Yes, I am beginning to understand the picture. Thank you. Well, that begins to make sense. If they were in the Undercity... Our warjack are not going to go down there. Um, we have had a string of assassinations that are indicative of Rakdos talents. Um, common forms of mutilation, suggesting similar wording. Um, for example, uh, one with the lightning, one with the mist... People who seem to be one with something. And they're all from different guilds? Yes, seemingly random. However, um, we are currently investigating three particular crime scenes that we could only speculate were of the same motive. I hate to say it, but you may have just dug me out of a very, very big hole. Oh, that's good for you. And me. Maybe. Um, An angel was killed. 
No. She is the most recent one. When did it happen? Uh, very recently. Within the last couple of days. So we no. have two other assassinations that we have not pinpointed yet. A member of the Celesnia Conclave and a member of the Simic Combine. Of the Earth and of the Sea. Uh, Perix will ask the name of the assassinated individual from the Simic Combine. Let me check my notes, because I forgot to memorize it. Oh, I named them Mako. Copy. Um, would Mako be someone high enough up in the Simic or at his Zonnet that that would be a name he would know? Uh, Mako is from the Hullclade, so no. not attached to I'm you. Because I'm Gyre. Who's holding the contracts? Is it you, Xenia? You put them in your pocket? Absolutely, yeah. So Perix would ask you to present them. Absolutely. And she does, and she lays them before Tajik. Um, as I had said before, these are not simple assassinations. They are mutilations. They are very specifically removing body parts. Oh. Oh, no. Removing which body parts? Well, it depends on the... Person. Uh, the angel one is a bit obvious. The wings. Because the simic tend to operate on themselves so much, it is very difficult to understand what is or is not intended upon this body. Um, but uh, I certainly am not going to resist the assistance of your friend over here. Honestly, this is like the most exciting thing Parix has gotten to do in a while because he hasn't done anything simic-y in uh, months and would revel in the idea to see the inside of a lab for a second. Look, uh, Fikara, this is a very bad situation. Uh, somebody out there who has Rakdos connections is murdering a lot of people. And they are doing it in a way that they are stealing body parts. And Aurelia is uh, is not happy, especially with the recent changes in power over in Orzova. And uh, how is Tessa, by the way? Tessa's very well. We oh. left her well. She's very busy rebuilding Great. guild leadership. Good, good, good. Uh, good. I don't get to talk to her very much anymore. Um, Aurelia is not very happy with the situation. I am up a... River, if you know what I mean. And if we cannot do this the minute that angels start getting assassinated, things are very, very bad. What was taken from the Selesnia? I don't know. It was uh, one of the, um, how do you say, the ones that are trees. Dryads? Yes, that is the word. Dryads. Yes. Cool. You see, you're already useful. So, my understanding is that you have brought these assassinated corpses here? Uh, no, he suggests that their crime scenes are still where they are. How many people have been assassinated that you're aware of? Um, there are six in total. They suspect the first one was practice. Five assassinations, <clears throat> like the five rail lines? It's uh, certainly a coincidence to note. Um, who was practiced on? Um, that information will not be revealed unless you actually present something helpful. Great. To clarify, there have been six suspected targets 
of the same assassin plus an additional target who they think was sliced as practice. He is not going to be revealing any of that information unless you deliver him something that looks like it can be part of the actual productivity of this investigation. Perix wants to say, we pulled you out of that damn tower. You can give us something, but uh, he won't. Tajik sort of leans down over the desk, and you see the the glint in his armor dies just a little bit. Hmm. And he just, oh, I will be very, very grateful if you help me on this particular one. Like, regrettably helpful. I am in so much shit right now with this. An angel got murdered. This is very bad. This is really bad for a lot of us right now. So anything you could do to help would be great. We believe the necromancers may have been testing on themselves as well as they were missing limbs. And Gross! Yes. And we have a name, Deoreth. If you think this Deoreth guy is a recto scum, go get him. Uh, Perix will ask to be taken to the Simic crime scene. Um, he uh, he asks you to wait a minute. He pulls some shit out of the drawer. He scribbles some really, really hasty notes. Look, Tajik is up a river on this one. You guys immediately learn that there have there's like a serial killer kicking around Ravnica, and it ain't it ain't good. Like it just is not. This is this is something that the Boros have been keeping under wraps. And um, the fact that an angel is now a victim, who n- not who could beat an angel, who can assassinate an angel? Where is an angel even hanging out that you can do that with, right? So he gives you guys some sort of writ of passage to give you guys sort of like authority. Um, he gives Xenia and, and uh, Perix. Perix, you've never had one. Xenia, you've had one of these before. He gives you one of those temporary Boros badges. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, sends you guys uh, on your merry way. And now, a quick word from one of our sponsors. You know, folks, blank walls can be pretty boring. So why not spruce up your home or office by heading over to ukiyopop.com. They have a collection of traditional Japanese prints inspired by today's comics, games, and movies. The gallery is viewable online for free, and prints are available for purchase. So head over to ukiyopop.com. That's U-K-I-Y-O-P-O-P.com. Tradition in a modern method. And now, back to the party. Lorzach and Saloran, as your companions go skipping off towards Sunholm with unearned glee, the two sourest members of the party groan at each other. Betwixt you, you have two tomes that need some tending to. Who do you know in Ravnica that has an expertise in something this ancient? There are many people that are very capable in the Ozov Syndicate, but most of them focus on law rather than... Dovkorin language. And there are thousands of scholars to whom this information actually pertains are all in hiding. Is there a way for you to call them? No. Perhaps I can tap into my network of contacts to find us someone. Shall we make a trip to Orzova? (sighs) 
and Saloran begins walking towards the capital of the Orzov Syndicate. Come um, along, Lorzach. And Lorzach follows. And who are we going to visit? We're going to visit the new leader of the Orzov Syndicate, Tesa Karlov. You march toward Orzova, and uh, you very quickly get word that she has actually, at the moment, she is in Orzova in the actual guild hall dealing with some stuff. But uh, as before, when you tried to talk to her and dump some stuff off, uh, she was uh, inaccessible. Uh, it, it seems that she is willing to to take a couple minutes to uh, to come out and uh, and address you. You get ushered all the way back through that place that you guys assaulted. Reconstruction has not had time to replace itself. They're still repairing a, a busted stained glass window. Um, you can still see the charred remains of a throne being kind of cut out of the grout on the uh, stone pedestal there in the chapel. Um, but surprisingly, the, the door to what was the Ghost Council is now accessible to anyone that, that Tessa decides should come in. And the two of you are led inside, and you can see that four of the thrones have been removed. However, Tessa herself sits on the throne of her former ancestor, Big Daddy Karlov, and you are led to that center pedestal. And, and you see a surprising uh, reversal of roles here, as you can address her. There is... Her old title was Grand Envoy, and the Ghost Council before went by the Obsidant. Yes. Is there a more elegant title than Guild Leader for her? That is her official title now, Guild Leader. Guild Leader. The Obsidant was not an official title. It was a self-declared name that basically meant Ghost Council. Guild Leader, the past few days have been quite eventful. And I must ask you for a favor. Her eyebrows raise sharply, suggesting you may want to rephrase that request. <laughs> to begin with, Siloran recounts everything that has happened since the assault on the Basilica, including the meeting with Niv-Mizzet, Lazov, the contract that has been signed between the party and those two entities, their journey into the Undercity, the contracts that have been found, and now the two tomes of ancient Devkarin texts that they need to decipher. Well now, that's certainly far more news than I was expecting. Is this simply an update, or must I move to action again? All I ask, guild leader, is for someone who can help us decipher these texts. I must admit, I am loath to pester you in your limited time, but as the fate of Ravnica hangs in the balance... Any assistance would, of course, be very gracious of you. Well, the ancient scholars of Ravnica and those who study archaeology are mostly located within the Silesnia Conclave. They happen to be quite ready to share information for those willing to learn. I suspect that they will not hinder your progress in any way. Is there anyone at the Silesnian compound who has attracted your notice, guild leader? Someone who would be most apt to help us in our time of need. Well, there is a library run by a rather well-respected Loxodon by the name of Eustef Stoutfoot, a seasoned old scholar, capable, used to travel on a great deal of archaeology digs, who now houses a, a collection of information. If you are looking for a rather skilled and knowledgeable person, probably try and seek them out. 
So Lauren tries to throw a surreptitious look over to Lorzach, as if asking, is that enough to go on? And Lorzach nods quietly. And Solorn gets down on one knee and also raises his hands up, palms into the air in a gesture of supplication to the guild leader and says, All of Ravnica owes you a great debt, guild leader. And there will come a time when they will know before reverently backing out of the room. She, uh, she just sort of leans her cheek on her upturned fist and gives you a rather la-di-da roll of the wrist as you sort of grovel your way out of the room. As, um, as I'm stepping away, I stop for a second and then pull out the contract between Niv-Mizzet and Lazov and the party and say, Guild leader, before I go, there was one last bit to give to you. It is a contract between this party, the leader of the Izzet Guild, and the leader of the Demir Guild. I wanted to give it to you directly. Bring it to me. And Solorn walks it over to her. She takes it from you, and then, unfortunately, slightly coldly, tells you, You may go now. Your words, my soul. He turns and leaves. Solorin, you get the distinct impression that based on her new position, even though you suspect you may still be one of her favorites, the power play within the Orzov is what it is. And you may have to concede to the fact that guild leader Tessa Karloff may never actually be able to show you favoritism in word or deed ever again, but will still demand your loyalty untoward. And that's what he pledged his life to. Groovy! <coughs> what? <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> you'll hear it when the editing comes out. <laughs> you'll, hear, you'll hear it when the episode's released. Meanwhile, at the Boros Hall of Justice, the Super Friends decide where to begin their investigation. Um, let's go to the Simic first, because I'm sure that'll be very helpful for Perix since he dried out. I miss home. Well, uh, unfortunately, we're not going to your particular home. You are going to the Hull Clade. Sure. Um, which is not the clade that you are from. However, um, you, you guys... Uh, Transport is lickety-split, because you guys are going to have to fly on rocks. Cool. ROC. Birds. Yes. Oh, oh. I just pictured us. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I was clarifying the, the Boros warbirds that you it's guys... not a trebuchet. Good luck at the other side. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Uh, no. Um, so this particular victim has been... Uh, this particular victim is the second most recent victim. Okay. Okay. You find out that this person has been murdered about two weeks ago. However, because the investigation has been going on and because the Simic are so good at sort of biology and preservation, upon the request of the Boros, the Simic have actually preserved the body quite well. Hmm. And the fact that uh, uh, Perix is walking in with probably uh, Zonnet security identification plus a Boros badge. Um, it, it is very clear to them that people might suspect you were sent here specifically for this purpose. And I'm a renowned one technician, so I have the ability to, to command that kind of respect. Yeah, nobody's gonna, nobody's gonna, I think any, any, just even the slightest effort to walk in and just say, hey, we've been sent here to, I'd like to see the patient now. 
You know what I mean? Like yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. It's going to be a problem. Um, so you get you get led into the uh, hospital area, and you realize that whoever this person was um, was doing some sort of <clears throat> medical research. One of the things you learn about this particular region and what sort of simic activity is going on here is not only is it a hospital region, but this particular simic facility specializes in medicine, like life-saving medicine operations, right? So non-simic who are injured that require modification to save their life. Okay. Okay. So, like, uh, both in the sense of like prosthesis afterwards, but also like the kind of like triage ER, terrifyingly, you know, mortal wounds or burns. Right. This, these are, you know, this is the sort of stage one crisis shit where you bring in because it's like, look, if you don't get one of our cool cytoplast skin grafts right now, you're dead. Got it. But there is an understanding that you don't, you don't walk out of here human. You walk out of here a simic thing. You know what I mean? It right. is a last ditch effort kind of facility in a good way. You know, in a good way, it's look, your femoral artery was shattered. So now you have crab legs. Got it. Otherwise you, you were going to die. You know what I mean? Like the, 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 the sort of humanoid instantaneous medicine thing isn't really how Ravnica deals with any of this stuff. So anybody in here either has received or has knowledge about modifying those not within the simic. And this is not the crime scene. This is just the body. We're not worrying about the place where they were assassinated. They were assassinated within the hospital. Got mm-hmm. it. Perix will immediately go to examine the body, try and look at the um, cause of death, as well as any mutilation that happened post-mortem, looking to see um, if things were taken as part of the initial attack or if they were killed and then they were dissected as it were okay give me a a medicine check about the body because for the most part it looks perfectly intact sure a 19 whoever this person was uh upon examination you realize at one point they used to have lungs okay they now no longer have lungs and they died because of two very precise slashes have removed part of their neck from under their ear to the top of their clavicle. Would they be of a similar view to my gills? Yes, they actually would be. Okay. And then the lungs were removed after the gills were slashed? No. Okay. You have correctly identified that at some point this person was given gills. Yes. And was relying on gills for breath. Yes. Those gills were cut off. Yes. The body parts were never recovered. Oh, I understand. Great. I'm back. Thank you so much. Um, At a later time, those gills were very quickly, cleanly, precisely removed a single stroke each, and they died because they had no way to recycle oxygen. Uh, Perix will note that the gills are missing, that this, this humanoid creature was modified to breathe through gills rather than lungs. Uh, are they human, Vidalcan? What is their, their base? They are distinguishably human. They're distinguishably human. Is anyone in the room with us who's related to the investigation of the case? Do we have a... You know what I mean? Some a detective who's been on the case. There's some soldiers. All you need to know was the body was found. 
No signs of struggle, no culprit, no nothing. The body was found inside the hospital. Point of entry unknown, point of exit unknown. Somebody managed into the hospital, slice, slice, left the body. Have any patients gone missing? Was there any? Okay. Um, Suspected assassination because of its pinpoint targeting and quickness of execution. About two weeks ago. Um, Perix will also examine the body looking for magical properties either from their own modifications or from the wounds, specifically looking to see if there might be something else missing that you wouldn't see in a normal autopsy. Um, thankfully, one of the skills of the Simic is identifying magic in almost sort of a chemical way that okay. we saw back in, in Zonnet 4. Um, they have no evidence of it now. It was something they were able to, to um, glean when they originally found the body. But there was evidence of, you could call it psychic paralytic magic. So they were paralyzed, paralyzed by fear. Cut. By fear. So they were frozen by fear, and then they were sliced and diced. That is the theory. Okay. However, none on the Boros, nor within the Simic, practice that magic, nor understand that magic. Um, the last question that I'm anticipating not being able to discern, mm -hmm. but just for safety's sake, um, am I able to tell from, from forensic knowledge and from examining bodies... As a defensive specialist, am I able to tell potentially what weapon could have caused the cuts? What the slice cause was? Well, whatever it was, it was a blade. Yes. And upon final review of your investigation, one of your colleagues asks you if over at Zonet 4, there is any reason you guys have been experimenting with either antibody, specifically anti-venom, anti-toxigens. What sort of research has the Zonet been doing against, uh, you know, inoculating people against poisonous substances? Perix will, will say, you know, we have, we've had a, a lot of studies, but our specific studies have specifically been around um, how pathogens and toxins react to physical forms in the form of... Um, modifying a fish and then seeing how it reacts to this toxin, looking to see if modification can be used to counteract toxin and push back against disease. Um, and so the answer from Sonnet 4's perspective is, can you modify someone so that the modification fights disease in tandem with your immune system? But nothing preventing against, say... Toxic substances, chemicals, hazards of the workplace? Not that I'm aware of. Is there any reason someone would ingest turpentine or wood varnish as a narcotic? Not that I'm aware of, but this person did. Is, uh, toxicology reports wood varnish in the mm. system. Perix will ask if it's possible that that's a lingering from, say, some kind of, in, like, if they were attacked with a weapon that had been varnished, but we know they didn't because it was a blade. Uh, no, great, good talk. <laughs> Who puts wood varnish on a blade? You have, uh, I think that's about all you guys are going to get from that particular body. Great. 
parent. I'm assuming you tell all of this to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm doing the doctor thing where you relay it over your shoulder for reasons only television cameras know. All yeah. right. Cool. <laughs> Maybe they were afraid of fire and someone made them drink turpentine and threatened to set them on fire. Turpentine would have killed them from poison. They wouldn't have needed to be frozen and sliced. Perix turns to the group and says, we can keep examining this body, but we know that there have been six assassinations and we're not going to be able to discover motive without looking at the other two. Exactly. So I think it's time to move on. All right. Yeah. On the next Encounter Party... A smattering of evidence has pulled our party in two different directions, each setting off to investigate clues about Deirith. What will they discover, and how does it connect to the conspiracy of Merit Lage? Find out next time on Encounter Party! Encounter Party is produced by Play Plus One and Charging Moose Media, based on the worlds of Dungeons & Dragons and Magic the Gathering, created by Wizards of the Coast. Original campaign written by Brian David Judkins. Sound capture and original effects by Will Malones. Edits and mixing by Ned Donovan and Katie Brow. Theme song and additional music by Alexander Nakarada of Serpent Sound Studios. Additional music by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech. Special thanks to Megan Judkins and Will Malones. Hey, how's everybody doing? This is Grenadier Widget Retired. Now that I got a lot of free time on my hand, uh, I'm going to spend a lot more time on the internet. So be like me. Head over to social media, subscribe to the Instagrams and the Twitters, and if you want to talk, that'd be great. Pop over to the Facebook discussion group. And if that still ain't enough for you to do, because, you know, you got a lot more time on your hand than you were prepared for, then head over to EncounterParty.com, where you can see news and updates all the time.